Welcome to the Personal Project Podcast. This is a personal development podcast where I, Katie Arrington, discuss my personal project, me. (laughs) I'm an artist and life coach, and I struggled with anxiety, depression, insecurities, self-loathing, procrastination, and so much more. This podcast is my weekly update on what I'm doing to create a better life for myself. Hey guys! So, you know what the best thing to happen to you is? Don't you just love it when you lose your work (laughs) and having to redo work? Yep, here we go. I'm redoing this podcast, but it's still going to be great. Second time, even better. Okay, hi everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for pressing play and joining me today as I talk about fear of success based on the title. I'm really excited and curious to share what I learned um, from last week with you. Thank you, though, first of all, thank you to everyone who's booked a call with me. It's been seriously such an incredible experience. It was such a pleasure to get to know you guys personally, to like put a voice to a username. Um, It was really, really such an honor and I enjoyed every minute that I've spoken to all of you. And some of you guys were like feeling kind of worried that you're like wasting my time or anything like that. Please do not feel like that at all. And there are people who also think that like they didn't deserve the help. Like, oh my God, once again, please, that's not true whatsoever. There's no such thing as anyone who deserves help more than another. Everyone should have the opportunity to improve their life, right? And that's really, your life doesn't need to be in shambles in order to have a coach or in order to get coaching. It's If there's anything that you want or if there's anything that you want to improve, that is amazing, right? Like when you show up as the best version of yourself, that inspires other people to, to do the same. So when you get coaching and you, and you get help and you help yourself, you are raising the, like, the consciousness of our entire world, our entire society. So... Thank you very, very much for your bravery and for, you know, allowing me to practice with you and become a better coach every time I get on a call. I really, really do owe you guys as well. And I hope that you guys got a lot out of it. I think you have. I think there's a a few of you definitely who are kind of having to like sit with what you learned, sit with what you heard and kind of like, I don't know, just put some things in perspective. So, okay. Now let's go on to the episode. We're talking about fear of success. We are going to talk about this a little deeper than last week because I mentioned it being like, oh yeah, I think this is what I was struggling with, but now I know for sure this is what I'm struggling with. So this week I had this very short-term goal or the last two weeks. Last two weeks of November I had a very short-term goal and you bet there was a ton of goal drama. I had my brain wanted to be all dramatic around it. Um, I was really struggling with the belief in myself that this goal could happen. I didn't think it was like impossible, but I kind of had this thought somewhere of like, I'm going to mess this up somehow. Like I wouldn't be surprised if I failed. Um, And it's super, super tempting to change a goal when I'm kind of in that headspace. And I I remember emailing my coach being like, "Eh, I want to do something else. (laughs) Um, So... For the first half of the, uh, for the first week when I was in this goal, I was following my plan, you know, I was, I was going through the motions, I was getting, you know, I was getting things checked off, but there was kind of like a lackluster to my movements. 
I feel like I wasn't really as in it as I could have been. And it was because I was really playing around with changing my goal. Um, it legitimately felt like, though, that I was like being smart, that I was um, doing the right thing, that it's and that it sounded, you know, it sounded like I was pivoting. <laughs> um, then halfway through the week, I got on a call on my, with my coach, and dang, did she kick me into gear? Oh my god, we worked on so many of my beliefs, um, and we and like you know all of the things that is making me really scared to commit to the goal. And then I got real serious about it because I really, really believe in this work um, and I just wanted to be the kind of person who like did what I said I did, uh, what I say I'm going to do, right? I wanted to create evidence that I was going to commit to it and do it and, and if I achieve it, amazing. If I don't, still amazing because I really like was somebody that said, you know, I'm going to do something and then I really went for it. After that call, I like really set the intention of achieving this goal. Um, so I started putting like post-it notes around my bungalow um, to remind me what emotion I really want to be feeling, to remind me what I need to be thinking essentially. And for me at this time, it was like certainty. That's what I really wanted to be feeling um, as I move through this goal. So I think I have about like five, one, two, three. I have about five, five post-it notes in here. Um, and then, and then. So I made this awesome plan and I was following through and I was working hard and I even had a little less time than usual, but it was fun. It was like exciting and exhilarating and, and oh man, it's just so much more fun to be totally committed to a goal. And then I completed the goal two days after the call with my coach. So um, that's about, I had like maybe five Six, five or six days early that I completed the goal. And then my brain short-circuited. <laughs> I literally just like couldn't believe it. And it really affected my sleep. I couldn't sleep. I know, right? Like, I was feeling so anxious before going to bed. I mean, it was so strange. Like, when I was all pumped up for the goal and like have, not having achieved it yet, you know, just like being really motivated and determined, my sleep was great. You know, I was still not sure if I can achieve it, but I was really determined and I was like, you know, I was really committing to believing it could happen. And then the day before I achieved the goal, like um, when I was starting to really believe like or think that, oh man, this could really happen. I really could possibly achieve this goal. I had the worst sleep that night. In the last two weeks, actually maybe in all of uh, November, the worst sleep that night. Isn't that so freaking weird? I was like so scared of being this close to achieving the goal and then not making it. But then like when I did make it, when I did make the goal, it was like crickets. <laughs> like I wasn't jumping up and down. I, I wasn't like fist bumping. I wasn't like excited and told my mom about it. I was like really holding myself back from celebrating. It was, it was like I didn't know what to do with myself. I like just sat back on the chair and was kind of like, what is this? This is so weird and foreign. You know, like my subconscious was just like really shaken to the core 
that I actually achieved a goal of mine. And it's mainly because I've always seen myself for so long as someone who doesn't achieve goals. Like not ones that I set anyway. Um, I, I have, you know, I graduated high school, I graduated college, I, I achieved goals that like, I feel like maybe it's like societal goals or, you know, I don't know, just one, but those aren't the ones that I really set myself. Maybe those were goals that I felt like I was supposed to achieve. But just in the past, like my brain and, and me, I tend to find evidence um, that I only, I don't achieve my goals. So this was really strange, like really, really strange. So yes, it, I confirm <laughs> today is confirmation that I am totally freaking afraid of success. And I am completely afraid to believe that I am successful or that I can create success. Um, I'm kind of going to this place of where my brain is that I'm scared to believe I'm a success because that means like that the belief is I can rely on myself, right? And I'm so scared to believe I can rely on myself because if I fail next time, it's really going to suck. Um, or it's like, I'm afraid to rely on myself because I guess I'm still scared. I can't rely on myself. Like I'm scared that that's not true. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so fascinating. I think that like, I'm, I wasn't like excited. I was, I mean, it's the, it's the same way that I feel when I, um, when I first got like a big boost in followers, like when I was, um, uh, when I was like 2000, maybe 2014, 15, like a while ago, I remember that it was like, it was just disbelief. I just felt really weird. And then, um, also when I first, when I signed my first client, um, as a freelancer, as well as, as a coach, when I first signed those clients, I like wasn't happy or excited. I was really weirded out. Okay. So I listened to that podcast episode again that I mentioned from last week, why you're afraid of success by manifestation, babe. Um, again, our subconscious brains really do not want us to go into anything unfamiliar, right? Like, it is super, super afraid of the unfamiliar. So familiar misery is much better than unfamiliar happiness. So even though I achieved my goal, I was in misery. Like my brain wanted to stay in familiar misery. How, oh my God, that's so crazy to me. Anyway, so, you know, I think my brain is going into like, you know, what if you can't do this again? What if this is a fluke? All that kind of stuff, right? But I really love what my coach would say um, which is, well, it wasn't luck. And I just finished a book called Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Seriously incredible book. Seriously, please read it. He's famous for the book War of Art, which some of you have mentioned to me, but I haven't read it. Um, but his book Turning Pro is really, really good. It's so, oh my God. If you need a kick in like motivation or determination turning pro is so good and it's not like a typical self-help book kind of thing it's really short but it's written beautifully like it's not one of those self-help books where it's like deep in psychology deep in um um deep in science or anything like that it's just it's written like a novel like it's so beautifully written like i love his, the way he writes about the metaphors and stuff about the brain and failure and success um and what it means to be a professional, it's really good. So I really recommend it. But in, in, in part of that book, he talks about being addicted to failure. Um, 
And um, I realized like, you know, being addicted to failure, like I totally saw that last week where um, I guess I, I had a failure, right? And, um, or I experienced a failure on one of the days, something I was working on. And, you know, at first I was kind of annoyed, but then I'll, I just immediately thought like, okay, what can I learn from this? And then I felt okay. But when I achieved my goal, I was not okay. Like, it's so strange how like, I was so okay with failure, which is a good thing. It's so, it's good to be okay with failure to like, you know, improve, to find success, to move forward. But then I was so not okay with success. Like, that is so strange to me. Um, so essentially, though, I think that's kind of the same thing, at being addicted to failure or fearing success. So why do I fear success? Or why am I addicted to failure? According to Stephen Pressfield, it's because it, it incapacitates me. So, um, you know, incap incapacitation, right? What it does, what that means is, like, you can't, you don't, it... The reward is that you don't do anything. If you fail, you, the reward that you get is that you get to just stop working. You're just done. You you don't have to do anything. Um, so when I was thinking about that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Because if I didn't fear success, I would, you know, introduce myself to people left and right here and talk about life coaching like no other. It's something I'm so freaking passionate about, but because, like, I'm, I would rather be addicted to failure, right? I would rather not um, put myself out there in that sense. I don't end up talking to people about it. I kind of hide it, which is really silly because I think this work can, oh my God, I think this work is so life-changing and I'm being very selfish when I'm keeping it all to myself. Um, so yeah, so being afraid of success, it keeps me safe in my own little bubble. Um, but when I think about that, like, you know, um, uh, going to introduce myself to people and talking about life coaching or coaching, I realize that when you're really working on believing something new, it doesn't mean that all the negative thoughts will go away, right? Like, I mean, we know that. Negative thoughts won't go away. We're supposed to be 50-50. But, um, you know, so we need to expect negative thoughts aren't going to go away. What you really want is that your brain to believe a new thing at least 51%. Because when it's at least 51%, that is when you'll act on it. But acting, despite that 49% that's disbelieving, is still really scary. Like, it doesn't mean that when you believe something new, that going, like, that doing it, that acting on it, isn't still going to be scary. Because you're still going to have thoughts that are kind of like, mm, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to work, I don't know if you can do it, what if you're not cut out for this, right? Those thoughts are still going to be there but you're working on a belief to get it to a 51% and so you still act on it. Um, but it's still very courageous because you have to still like deal with those other thoughts, the 49%. So fearing success and being addicted to failure, it makes sure that you don't act. It makes sure that that new belief is below 51%. Um, so Catherine's advice is to start making success familiar. Her first tip is something that I already do as much as I can, which is surround myself with successful people virtually. I'm always listening to the voices of successful people on podcasts and in books and, and you know, stealing their thinking, 
you know, hearing about them achieving their goals, he hearing about their failures too, so that I can really feel like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not alone in this. Like I'm doing this as well. Another way to make success familiar is to surround myself or yourself with symbols of success for you. Um, different people have different things that they consider valuable or successful. For me, it's getting my own place. Right now, I'm living life as ultra cheap as possible, um, maybe below what I really need to be doing. Um, I'm currently staying at my family's bungalow where I pay for, which I pay for, but it's at a super discounted rate. And I'm not at all complaining. I'm so grateful for this place as a starting point. It's such a great starting point. But I definitely want my own place and I want to live in a different neighborhood. I want my own method of transportation. Like I kind of want to just really start having my own um, independence. I've been scared to get these things though because of the fear that I'll, you know, maybe crash and burn and fail. So staying here, staying, staying here like where I'm really supported or when things are really cheap, it helps keep me safe. Because then, like, you know, it makes it so that, like, if I go after something and I fail, then it's not so scary because, like, oh, I'm living on the cheap, right? Like, I don't have a lot to risk. So if I didn't fear success, I would get my own place and then I would really be risking losing it. So isn't that super interesting? Like, a lot of us think that once, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of us think that once we get the success, that's when we'll feel secure. But if our brains has this like thinking pattern of worrying, we're just going to worry about losing it. Like we're, all, we're just going to find another way to worry. <laughs> um, I've decided though, this Sunday, I'm going to look at a few places um, so that I can, you know, really get that feeling of success. It's still very reasonably priced, but it's going to be nicer and it's going to be my own. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm going to make it work. I know I will. I choose to believe and accept success. And really, the worst thing that can happen is I'm right back here, right? And, and you know, like, so what? So what if that happens? That wouldn't be such a big deal. And I don't want to deprive myself of this feeling of, like, success, having my own place, um, uh, you know, just, just so that I can feel safe. Like, that's, I, I wouldn't want that. Also, I'm currently eating really, really cheap as well, like, as cheap as possible. And it's really awesome, delicious Indonesian food, like, you know, side of the street type stuff. Um, but once a month or twice a month or something, I want to eat like at a normal restaurant where I pay the normal like $8 a meal or something like that. And, you know, sit at a proper table instead of squatting on plastic chairs. Um, as much as I love that too, though, like there's definitely room for both. So... You know, what do you think your symbol of success is and how can you surround yourself with it just a little more? Like you can get a little creative here and just think about like, um, what do you find valuable and really what can you do um, to have that more in your life or surround yourself? So like if you like nice like things, like for example, you want an iPad, right? It would be pretty cool if you like went into the Apple store and really allowed yourself to have fun with it, get to know it and like play with it. Not from a place of lack, right? You don't want to go in there and just kind of feeling like, um, um, oh, I don't have any of this stuff. And then you let, leave feeling sad. Like, no, I think it's like coming from this place of like the fact that I'm going to see, I'm seeing it so often. I'm making my brain more used to it as part of my life. And so that means it's like, 
coming into my circle more and it's more likely going to get more and more. Um, maybe think about things like what would you do if you were successful? What, what do you think are some things that you would do regularly if you were um, if you were successful? Could it be like would you get a massage? you know, once a month or something like that, or once a week. Okay, so you maybe can't do that right now, once a week or once a month. Okay, what can you do? Like, maybe you want to start setting aside money so that you can get a massage every six months or something like that, right? Like, it really could be something like that. Um, you can get a little creative. It's, just, it's like baby steps of introducing things in your life um, that would give you that feeling of like, I am getting closer to it or it's not so separate and foreign to me. Um, and maybe another thing to think about too is like, what are the things that I'm already doing that I would still do, like, you know, when I'm successful or, you know, as a successful person? What are all the things that I'm already doing? Something for me is like, I would still draw the things that I love. And I'm, st and I'm already doing that. So I would keep drawing things that I really love. So it's so interesting to be like, oh, wow, I'm already successful in that sense. Like that is something that I would keep doing even if I'm successful. Um, another thing for me is I would continue having a coach. Like I will always have um, some kind of help in that sense of like mindset because I know that there are people like, you know, really top um, people who are running crazy companies, right? They are paying like, they're paying Tony Robbins like a million dollars or something like that for like a month with him or something like that. I don't really know what the thing is, but his rates are crazy, right? So it's like if top people are getting like, you know, those kind of like are getting coaches as well. And I know that my, um, my hero, Brooke Castillo, she has a coach. So like that helps me feel super like, oh my God, yes. Like I feel really professional and I feel really, really successful with that. Um, another thing would be like I would, when I'm successful or if I'm successful, I would keep waking up at 5.30 in the morning. Like I love that. I love waking up that early. Um, it doesn't feel great, just so you guys know. Of course I'm tired, but like that makes me feel very successful. Like I get up early and I'm getting stuff done and I'm really committed to my dreams. That makes me feel really successful and that's what I would keep doing. So find some things that you're already doing that you would keep doing even if you're successful. And it's like, holy crap, that's so cool. Like success is already a part of my life actually. So yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening once again. I really, really, really appreciate it. I appreciate every single one of you who's on these calls with me, who's listening to me right now. I really hope that this helped you. I mean, I hope me sharing my journey like this is still really useful. Um, yeah, so all I can say is thank you so much. Um, if you want to get on a call with me, as you know, my door or my phone is open for you. Um, I, it, it is such a true honor for me to help. So I hope nobody's thinking that it's going to be a waste of time for me. It's not. Every single call makes me a better coach. And that is what really matters to me is being the best coach I possibly can be. Okay, guys, thanks so much. And you guys have such an amazing day. Okay, bye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want to get some deep, personalized mindset work done, DM me on Instagram or book a free coaching call in the link in the description. 
You get to relax and get things off your chest in a safe, judgment-free zone. I promise I'm super nice and friendly. If you like my work, you can follow me on Instagram at Katie Illustrates. And if you like success mindset and confidence inspiration, you can follow me at my coaching Instagram at Katie Fucking Arrington. Have a badass day today. Make yourself proud and I'll talk to you next week.